You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And a good Saturday morning and a happy hurricane-free Halloween Saturday. And, well, it's time again, as we've done for the last 31 years' worth of catastrophes. We'll look at what's left after pretty much the entire Gulf Coast from Texas line to Alabama has been battered in this 2020 season with tropical storms, hurricanes of various categories, and we begin to pick up the pieces. This morning we're going to hear from our regular field reporters about the status of their infrastructure, also mention any hazards in their areas as well as closures of facilities And we're going to ask you, our audience, to contribute to those reports. Tell us what you've seen, what you know about the devastation brought in by Zeta. We can do that via our text line. That number is 504-260-1870. And while saltwater fishing probably going to be compromised for a variety of reasons, mainly access, our freshwater fishing opportunities are available in some of the unaffected areas. We've got more hunting seasons opening up. And matter of fact, in Louisiana today is the Youth and Veterans Special Either Sex with Firearms Deer Season. Begins this morning, and that's where I'll be and when I get off from here. Plus, we already have archery seasons open in most areas and small game seasons. So no shortage of outdoor activities if that's what you're interested in doing. Also want to tell you about a very successful, I'm going to call it a Spanish moss dove hunt down in Bayou Du Lodge. And it was due in part to some specialized gear. Then we have the puzzling story of a charter boat guide who, if convicted of this latest charge, will be a four-time offender. A bad boy of the outdoor story that begs the question, why and how does this happen? Plus, we'll preview the Halloween edition of Bayou Wild TV. we got a Creepy Tales episode from the Bayou and also uh, a great recipe, a good fall veggie recipe from Chef John Foltz. If you haven't seen it yet, check out our listings, and you can even watch it on YouTube, uh, BayouWildTV.com. Also, asking for your text, have you ever had a supernatural, strange experience while you were out fishing or hunting in a remote area? Send us the details of your story. That text line, again, is 504-260-1870. And don't forget, clocks move back tonight. Fall back, spring forward, easy way to remember it. Won't screw up your meeting time tomorrow. If you are headed out today, here's what you're looking at as far as your forecast. Northeast winds offshore, 10 to 15, about 1 to 2-foot seas offshore. Inside, east wind, 5 to 10 with some smooth conditions. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to pick up and uh, change direction a little bit. It'll be due out of the north, 15 to 20 miles an hour. 3 to 5-foot seas could be bumpy out there. Well, of course, who knows who can get out on the marinas in operation and where are the boats, as a matter of fact, along the coast. North wind 15 to 20 on the inside, going to be a light chop, going to get breezy tomorrow. Temperatures starting off real chilly. Don't forget, bring those jackets and those 
little overall suits because that ride out in the morning is going to be very chilly. Or that walk to the deer stand. Mississippi River is at 3.4, but has a tendency to rise. That's been as low as it's been for quite a while. And your average tide range today is about 0.8. Another thing to note today, that big full moon known as a blue moon. You know the old saying, once in a blue moon? Well, that's because this is the second full moon of the month. It's bright. It's big. In my experience, particularly for you deer hunters, deer will move during midday and midnight during those full moons. So if you've had a problem with nocturnal deer, you see in those pictures of all those bucks and plenty of does, but it's always been at night. Today and tomorrow may be your days to sit on the stand in the middle of the day. All right, remember, get your text messages in. I, I see we got a couple coming in already. Uh, Justin in the Gentilly Refuge, he said the hurricane stirred everybody up. Well, yeah, not just wildlife, stirred a lot of people up too. And he did, uh, he did get to meet three brand-new dogs who are now part of the refuge. Thanks for that, Justin. Uh, we got the, the, the uh, Lafayette Yakers checking in and some more of our folks. Don't forget, get your text message in. Tell us where you're seeing damage, uh, what you saw either in your neighborhood or out at mar- marinas. And if you know of any closures or hazards, we'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. We'll be right back and check out what happened down in Shell Beach. St. Bernard Parish took it very, very hard down there. We'll get an update from Robbie Campo next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, Zeta came and went rather quickly, but did extensive damage on its way in and out. And one of the areas really hit hard were the Plaquemines and St. Bernard Parishes of lower southeast Louisiana. Robbie Campo, who is there at Ground Zero in Shell Beach, he joins us to tell us what's going on down there. Robbie, uh, first of all, how did the marina itself fare out and you personally? Well, Don, um, me personally, I did great. Um, the marina fared out pretty pretty good. Um, we don't have we don't have any damage at the marina itself on the bayou side. Now on the parking lot side, uh, in the rumble guys' compound, it looks like a bunch of twisted rubble in there. Um, everything in their little compound is destroyed. Uh, those little camper tops things that they put up in the back back here in the back of the parking lots on the ground. Um, there's a lot of boat shed damage. Uh, we have uh, power power poles down um, just past the marina a little bit, um, like where the corner of Danny Danny Shortchay's uh, and and the Rumble guys' stuff is. And power poles are down from there, going up all the way to CJ Steeg's camp. Um, the next three sets of power, you know three power poles up on the ground, um, power lines down. Um, you know, if you look, and and I have people calling and want to know if we're going to be open. Let daylight get here. Don't be in a hurry. <laughs> get down here. Um, Don, the Florissant Highway, um, every power pole, on you know, where the bayou meets the road right there is in the canal, just about um, in the bayou. Um, it's, you, you know, and a lot of people don't know this, but that is by La Lutra right there. Um, they're all in the bayou uh, by passing the old gas plant. Everything's in a, in a, it's just a, a, you know, you come down, let daylight get here. If you got to go fishing today, um, you know, we're open, we're running on generator. We got a generator. Uh, someone was kind enough to loan us one of those big military generators. Um, and we got it wired in where we could, uh, run the marina, run the gas. Uh, but we're going to let daylight get here before we, before we fire this thing up. Um, 
you know, it's just we had we do have a couple live shrimp on hand that we had before the storm. Um, you know, we don't have a whole bunch. Um, and I think, and, and I uh, talked to um, uh, the guy Pat Turner's son-in-law, the intended son-in-law, um, Chris Seminole. They they do have some shrimp left over there by down in by Hopedale, but it's, I don't think it's a whole bunch either. But um, I'm not really sure about that. Make a phone call before you come down this way to see what's available. Uh, and again, please just let daylight get down here. Um, Don, on a four-lane highway, all, you know, everybody goes, puts that five-mile stretch of camper trailers and boats. Right, there's, right. I saw what happened. 52, 52 camper trailers flipped over on the road there. Um, and I think when the storm passed through, Don, the back side of it was worse than the front side of it, believe it or not, because all those campers flipped toward the woods, you know. So it's, it was, it, you know, um, when it came, when it came, you know, when I passed it, when you know you get to the northwest side of it, that's when it really, man, it it just hammered everything on that road. Um, you know, there was boats flipped over on a trailer. There was, I mean, just a, you know, you don't even know where to start. Believe it or not, you just don't know where to start. Um, and uh, like I said, just let daylight, just let daylight get here, guys, so you can witness it yourself and you can come down here. Um, uh, boat sheds done. Uh, the roofs are flipped off, and in a in the bayou here, it's it's just this is just a logistical nightmare. And you, this is just something you don't expect, you know, right around Halloween. I mean, it's it's happened before, but it you know not like this. I, this is I don't think there's ever been one this bad, you know, this late in the year. Um, I just wish that cold front could have been a day sooner. Man. <laughs> Maybe things would be yeah. different, but boy, wow, what a mess! I mean, uh, well, there's, it's just a there's real. A, mess. There's a lesson. There's a lesson learned there. You know, for how many years and how many times have everybody parked their trailers and boats inside the hurricane protection levee right there on Highway 46 and cold them right down right. after it left? But you know, here's a a, a strong two, almost a, hurric- a hurricane category three that comes through and the wind blows them over. Right. So there's a lesson learned. Anything well, you know, more than a one, you're going to have to pull it all the way out of there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Don, um, you know the. the um, I was talking to uh, uh, Captain Brian Clark with St. Paul Sheriff's Office. There's there's recorded um, from the from the uh, what is it East East Jefferson Levee District who runs the who runs the locks and everything. 127 mile an hour wind at Bybee Avenue. Doctor Bob Weiss over in in uh, Treasure Island. He's got it. He took a picture of it on his wind gauge at 147 miles an hour. Um, you know, it's just, you know, the buoy here only shows a hundred, I think 111 maybe. Um, and not, not that only 111, but I mean, 111, I think was where it topped out here. And then they said it broke, uh, the one that the Noah buoy here broke, but, um, hmm. I, you know, Don, this has just been a, you know, this has been, you know, and my dad rode this storm out in that office because they were trying to leave, and then a power pole fell across the road, and he got trapped in the office. So wow, him and, that must him have been fun. He said, I guarantee you that was a wild ride. Dog. Yeah. He said, he's, you, know, no, you know, it's dark, you can't see nothing. He said, you hear a big, loud noise, and they would go, what's that? He said, I don't know. Oh, I can't gee. see nothing. <laughs> oh, so they rode it you out got, in yeah. that office, and. 
So, uh, man, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you that little Graceland building was pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was built but, uh, well. Or, or Robbie, people bit, coming yeah, off absolutely. of uh, people coming over the bridge once they hit Paris Avenue, Paris Road, and all the way down. Is Saint Bernard lit up? Is it power? Are the stores well, open? What are they going to well, find look, between there and you? Let me, let me explain that to you. Okay, so um, you do have some lighting on the road coming in. Not everywhere. I, it all depends on what grid you're on. Um, they fired up Walgreens last night. Uh, it, w- it was after 12 o'clock, I know, because I live in Lexington subdivision. My lights came on for 15 seconds, Don. I said, oh, good, the power's back on at 12-something last night. And then it went right back off. So I said, oh, my God. I'm going to just tell you, a cold shower at this time of the year is nothing nice. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> It's nothing nice, so believe me. So, uh, yeah, but let daylight, look, guys, let daylight get here. Um, you know, I'm going to fire this generator up in a little bit. Let daylight get here, and if you got to come fishing today, you know, if your day, today's your day, be very careful coming down these roads. You know, drive with, drive with extreme caution, um, you know, and, and get here safely. And, look, we'll get you in the water, and we'll get you going if that's, you know, but I don't know what's out there, Don. I haven't been right. in the boat. That's exactly I right. I don't know what to expect out there. Look, we had an accident last week where someone someone passed away, uh, drowned, passed away, and this was hitting a boat wave. Okay, so it hit. You know, one got caught in a boat wave and lost control of the wheel. Um, uh, I don't know what's in the water out there yet. So drive. You know, take extreme caution when you're driving your boat. Just don't go jumping in it and go running down, you know, ship channel 50, 60 miles an hour or whatever. You don't know what's there. I, I don't I don't know what's there. So I haven't been in a boat yet. So, um, like I said, just, just whatever whatever you would ex- 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 caution you would exercise today, use it to the fullest. Believe me. Wear life jackets. You know, just whatever you got to do, just just do whatever it takes to get back home safe to your family. So that's some that's um, some great advice, Robbie. Listen, if anything new absolutely. if anything new develops before we go off the air, just uh, call me back or text me and let me know. All right. Well, as I said we got you know I'll, I'll if you want down, I'll give us our phone numbers and if you call down here, and, you know we'll tell them what's going on. If you don't mind, give the phone numbers out. Sure, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. So, okay. So my phone, our phone numbers are Erico five zero four. Two three nine six three seven seven, and my phone number is Erico five zero four two three nine five one six five. And uh, like I said, we're gonna let daylight get here, and then we're gonna we're gonna you know open up. So you know, so all right, Don. So I'll t- I don't have much of a fishing report because we don't have one. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> I know what hopefully you mean. somebody gets out there today and catches a fish. I you know and see. Well, there's see gonna be happens. you know how it happens after after yeah, storms. Absolutely. Fishing always gets good. Yeah. Absolutely. So Okay, Rob. Right, guys. We'll talk later, talk my friend. Week. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Robbie Campo at Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. All right, coming back after this, Jeff Rule's got a freshwater report. That is an option for you. In fact, I got a report from Blaine Salter, a good soccer report. I'll tell you where that's happening right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
And, yes, it's a Halloween Saturday morning, a big full moon out there. And uh, be careful if you're walking in those spooky woods. By the way, we're looking for spooky, supernatural, strange stories you may have encountered while you're in the outer doors. Text it to me at 504-260-1870. Uh, we're looking for Jeff Brule right now and see if we got a fishing report from him. Jeff, are you with me? I'm here. Hey, Jeff. Well, you know, a lot of people are going to be turning their sights towards the freshwater fishing this morning because uh, saltwater, for obvious reasons, we just talked to Robbie Campo, a lot of damage, a lot of uh, non-access to marinas being shut down. So freshwater could be the ticket today. Tell us what you know. Uh, Like everybody else, not many reports. Uh, People couldn't go during the middle of the week. And then after a storm, a lot of people didn't have power or cleaning up in, in this area. Now, that doesn't mean you still can't get out there and catch fish. Uh, you know, just locally, the Pearl River is going to jump about 10 or 11 feet this week, so that's going to muddy that area up. But the lower marsh has an, an option for you because you probably can catch a few trout and, and bass mixed in in those areas, redfish even. <clears throat> I hit Liberty this week, and uh, the trout bite was slow again. I'd been catching a few here and there, uh, but the bass bite was pretty good. We were using... Whopper floppers and the Berkeley choppos and stuff and in a bone color and I think it imitated kind of a shrimp on top and the bass were really just <clears throat> knocking the tar out of it because it is a fun bite so that, that's one option for you to stay up in the marsh because the winds might be pretty high today and you know just find some clean water and, and just go because um nobody knows so you're just going to be new experience just go out there and look for them. All right, absolutely, Jeff. Uh... Bait called the Berkeley Chapo. I guess it's one part of the line of baits people call them choppers. Tell me about the bait. Describe it, and then how would you fish it if you're looking for some good, exciting, big strikes? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of new on the market. The last few years, it's kind of caught on. It's you know their version of the whopper plopper. Uh, it's it's a good bait, but just start with a medium heavy action rod. You want to throw it on some braid. You want your line to be pretty high up on the water. You don't want it to sink or lay on the water. You want to try to keep it up as best you can. And then just add a little small section of fluorocarbon leader to that. I usually like 30-pound braid, 17-pound leader, or if you got 40 or 50-pound braid, maybe go with a 20-pound leader. And that's just a good way to start. And the, the key to getting strike is the speed of the retrieve. If you get it too fast, the bait will kind of wobble and won't perform right. So you, you got to get it that medium speed, slow it down a little bit, and you hit, start hearing that little chop, chop, chop on the water. That's that's a good sign that you um, you're running the lure right. Um, and then the next thing, the final thing is the fish. The strikes are pretty vicious. Uh, I mean, just almost scare you to death. Kind of strikes on top. So you have to kind of resist the urge to set the hook until you feel the fish pull back or pull the bait under. Uh, and if you miss, or if he hits the fish, miss the bait altogether, you just let it sit for a second or so, and then start moving it again. A lot of times they'll come right back on it. But it's great in the uh, just over the top of grass, shallow water, or around cover, treetops. Uh, it's a good bait. It's, it's not really weedless or anything like that, but it's good to work on the surface in those kind of areas. Jeff, any of those surface baits, that's the toughest thing about them. I mean, they're beautiful when they hit the strike, but, you know, everybody's got that immediate reaction as soon as you hear and see the strike to immediately set the hook, and that is not the right thing to do. It takes a lot of practice and restraint to do that. Jeff, while I got you, I got a, a, a white perch report from Blaine Salter. You know Blaine from the Salter's Jigging Poles. He's headed up to Old River uh, by Bachelor. He says the big ones are back. They're, they're three to five feet under a cork, or you can tight line them. 
The big ones are holding on the piers. The catches have been anywhere from 10 to 35, but the size of the fish brings back hope for good years to come. Shiners are the best, but jigs will work if you can wait them out and make them hit it. Uh, the size of the fish is definitely worth the trip. It's going to be good this week, but a rise is coming later in the week that could affect that bite. So he's going to be pitching the jig with Dave Pizzolato, one of the great white perch fishermen, and uh, he hopes he takes it easy on the youngster. I think he can hold his own. Uh, so, Jeff, you ever fished up in that old river area? Uh, once or twice. It's pretty much like the oxbows around Lake Concordia and those areas. Uh, the old river part is attached to the Mississippi River, kind of like Deer Park. you got to wait for the river to get down to a certain level where you can just go in there and fish it. And it's just like Venice, it's been probably three to four years that the river stayed high that made right, it right. impossible to fish those areas. So the fish should still be there. Uh, I kind of worry sometimes about the Pearl River with the river being so high that the spawn hadn't been that good in the last few years and the fish population maybe declining somewhat. But, you know, only time will tell because a lot of times when the water's so high like that, it's, those areas are unfishable, so you don't really know what's there and you don't get any good reports. But Old River, False River, all those oxbows along the Mississippi are, are great white perch holes, and they got some nice ones. And I went earlier this year at Deer Park, and it's just amazing how much bigger the fish are in those areas as opposed to, say, the Chifuncta River. If you catch one here that's two pounds, that's a monster. But up there, that's kind of like a common size for them. Yeah, it's uh, certain areas you just got to have the ideal conditions and know when to go and be able to go, and <clears throat> sounds like right now is the time for that. Jeff, thanks so much for the report, my friend. We'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thank you. Everybody stay safe. Thank you, Don. All right. And that's Jeff Brule. His reports each week, by the way, are brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. You know him for that Berkeley line of gulp baits. For white perch, bass, they've got them for inshore and offshore saltwater, line of all types, monofilament, braid, fluorocarbon, and thousands and thousands of fishing accessories, everything from a catfish flipper to a hand scale. Filet knives, if it's for fishing, you can bet Berkeley's got it. They are a division of pure fishing. All right, back with some of your text messages. Send us one, 504-260-1870, right here on the Halloween edition of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio program. It's a Halloween Saturday morning with a big blue full moon out there. Hearing from my uh, co-host from uh, Bayou Wild TV, which has got some creepy tales if you haven't seen it. I mean, truth is stranger than fiction, some of the tales we tell you about. Well, uh, Martha says, good morning to the audience. It's 46 degrees and calm wind. Sure is bow hunting weather. Wishing all the youths out there getting after it all the luck. Uh, happy Halloween. Both marinas in Venice, by the way, she says, have power returned yesterday. Offshore forecast looks pretty awful for the foreseeable future, and that's not good news for her. October's a big month, and unfortunately lost a lot of offshore days. All right, we're going to get to some of our your text messages right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking our uh, instant uh, into the studio text board. Uh, we got Don. Do you turn into the Loop Guru or Rougarou every Halloween, or was that picture on Facebook how you look before your morning coffee? Have a safe Halloween and enjoy an extra helping of the baked kushaw and yam and bourbon for me. That's uh, David Hubble listening to us over in Alabama. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> Check out that Facebook page. I don't see anything wrong. I mean, that's normally how I look when I do the show. Take a look at it and see. Uh, here's uh, another one coming in. Uh, speaking of that recipe, that uh, kushaw and yam with bourbon, 
That will be uh, the featured recipe on this week's Bayou Wild TV with Chef John Foltz. I'll tell you what, some really good veggie. In fact, he's got a, a whole cookbook on veggie cooking called Can You Dig It? You need to check that out. All right, here's one. Uh, in the old days when using a Coleman stove or land, we could get white gas from a gas station. Do you Are you still able to use any type of gas from a gas station thing? You know what? I remember the old white gas days, and, yeah, you could buy it. I don't know. Maybe somebody listening out there can text us in and tell us, is white gas still usable, uh, or do you have to buy, you know, you can buy the cans of Coleman fuel. I'm sure they still sell those, but... A lot of the LEDs and the battery-powered lights have certainly replaced all those old Coleman stoves and lantern that we used to use for camping. All right, here's one for Chris from Springfield. Good morning. We're going to fish our fourth and final day here at Toledo Bend. Caught a few bass on the watermelon, red soft plastics. Today will be best because the wind has finally died down. The days before, we were tossed around like fish fillets and a bag of cornmeal. Uh, good luck to you up there on the bend. Uh, here's one good from the River Rat. Good morning. Let's hope deer season produces as good as hurricane season did. Oh, I'd be settled for half as much. Uh, the backstrap stacker is checking in. He's headed to clean out the freezer at the camp and access how many shooting houses he lost, ready for this hurricane season to be done. Yeah, a lot of people lost a lot of precious fish and game in freezers due to spoilage without power. And, uh, yeah, we... We had one of our stands uh, blown over sideways, but it looks like it's in shape, in good shape. Didn't get beat up, and all we need to do is write it, and we'll be back in business. Uh, here's, uh, let's see, the uh, oh, yeah, the, the Lafayette Yakka. He says, prayers to all the folks in Louisiana, Mississippi, who are recovering from the storm. More bad news. I got a licking from the frog lawyer. He drummed me in the tournament last weekend. Lots of good fish and multiple slams were caught. He's talking about the fallen tide and we're going to get some results of that. Also, the, he hopes the parish recovers so he can start fishing again. He's got coffees and co- sending coffee and biscuits to us. That's from our friend, the Lafayette Yakker. All right, we come back from this next break. I'm going to tell you about a very important agenda item that is on the next week's Louisiana Wildlife and Com- Fisheries Commission meeting next Thursday, and you need to participate in this. I'll explain when we come back right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network, the Halloween edition. Well, this is certainly going to be a different kind of Halloween and storm recovery stage and uh, COVID uh, pandemic going on. Will the kids be out trick-or-treating? I'm sure a few will be. All right. Uh, Here's something very important that came across. Uh, This coming Thursday at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting in Baton Rouge, one of the items on the agenda will be to consider a one-mile buffer zone off Louisiana's shore and beaches all across the coast from Mississippi line to the Texas line where pogie or menhaden boats will be restricted from harvest. Uh, got this in from David Cresson, Louisiana CCA director. In fact, he's going to be joining us a little bit later on to add to this. But uh, they feel that the boats should not be operating in shallow, sensitive areas that are critical habitat for a number of marine species. They also do some habitat destruction. If you're not familiar with how they operate, the menhaden industry, or pogies as they're called, uh, it's big money. Uh, there's more money in, in Menhaden processing than all the other fisheries combined. There is a mothership with smaller boats. They also work with uh, planes flying over and spotter planes that spot the, the schools. Then the, the mothership will dispense to the smaller boats a basically like a, a drawstring net. Uh, and they encircle the entire school, pull the string up. It's called a purse saying, like it pulls it up like a purse and catches everything in it. 
Uh, there are some size, but because pogies are pretty small, the webbing is, is not that large. So, you know, some of the big the bigger fish cannot get out of it. There's a lot of fish that are killed as bycatch. Uh, there's a lot of concern, particularly about redfish being killed in, in some of these areas with that. And also the destruction that it does because it churns up a lot of the the soft surface there and, 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 and causes erosion along the coast. And uh, the CCA is asking that you send your comments, or if you can't show up in person, it's in Baton Rouge at Quail Drive at their location, uh, you, can, you can send the comments to at wlf.la.gov or go on their website, that's wlf.la.gov, or just Google Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. They're asking for uh, sportsmen's input. It's very critical to getting this accomplished. And asking as many people as possible to attend the meeting. I don't, uh, up until this point, and I'm sure it's still going to continue because of, we're still under restrictions. Uh, they don't allow that many people, and they practice the social distancing and the masking. It is available to watch it on uh, on, on on a Zoom situation on your computer. You can access those meetings, or uh, but most importantly, send it to your commissioners and let them know how you feel about. Uh, restricting the pogey. We have some video we shot of that with Bayou Wild TV, and we'll be showing that uh, soon, I'm sure. All right. In fact, David will be joining us and telling us more about it. All right. Back to the text message board. Uh, here's one from the Sad Bow Hunter. Let your listeners know that the gate into the Pearl River WMA is closed. It's been closed since Wednesday. I don't know if you can still walk in and use the WMA, but no vehicles. Now, I know it's closed when the Pearl River gauge reaches a certain level and they will close it off, and it's actually closed to any activities in there except on that lower end where you, when duck season's open in the marsh part of it. Uh, I also know that Oilwell Road, the popular main road in there, had some damage to it, and it's closed, but they are allowing people to take ATVs or foilers in there when the refuge is open. I'm assuming if that front gate is closed, it is closed to all activities in the Pearl. All right, here's somebody in Baton Rouge said they got some of that white gas. Tell me where you got it. Well, who sells white gas anymore? And here's one from a little guy that you might have heard him co-hosting the show a couple weeks ago. Or was it two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago he was with me. Drew Dubuque, he and his dad are headed to the deer stand. He's ready to sit all day. And we had a great dove hunt down in Bayou Doulage and some Spanish moss oaks. With the Callahan family, Barney Callahan and his brothers and relatives, had a great, we killed 93, I think we got doves. And, boy, I'll tell you what made a big difference. Mojo doves. Whew, pulled them right on in. All right, so that's, uh, you know, another one of the activities you might be, well, who knows what happened with the wind. They might have moved those doves, blew them back up north. Who knows? All right, we come back after this. We'll get a damage report from Grand Isle. I know they experienced some extensive damage to the island itself. We'll see how that looks and. Get some more information you need to know about down in the Fushan Grand Isle area with Captain Darrell Carpenter on this Halloween edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You know, just hearing that music uh, can give you kind of a creepy feeling. You ever had a creepy feeling when you're out fishing or hunting in a remote area? Text me your story, 504-260-1870. Let's talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. Darrell, normally at this time on a Saturday morning, we're talking about finding speckled trout and redfish, but I think we need to talk mostly about what kind of shape Grand Isle, Fouchon, and Lower Jefferson and Lafouche Parishes are. I understand the island had a cut, a new cut got put in it during Zeta's passing. Uh, what is that going to mean, and what does it look like? 
right. Um, I guess you break this down into several little, little areas. The island itself, I, I think there's a total of three little cuts where the burrito levy on the beach were, were breached. Uh, that was mostly wave action that tore it up. Um, they're going to have to be repaired point blank. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's all on the West end all over near Bridgeside, uh, between Bridgeside and hurricane hole. Um, it's a project that was art. That's actually out for contract. And if these storms will calm down, the, the contract has already been lined up and, you know, the, the repairs were going to take place to start with. Uh, so that should be fixed fairly soon uh, because, they, like I said, the project was already there, and this time they're going to put rocks out in front to help protect it to break up those waves. So the island itself does have some damage. They've already cleaned up. I mean, the roads are passable. They've cleaned all the sand and all off of the roads. Um, I guess next, let's you know take the, the, the blood and guts first, the, the power grid. The power grid is a total mess. Uh, I'm... I have no official word on this, but from the damage I'm seeing, I'm thinking it's going to be weeks. I'm thinking at least two weeks, maybe even longer before the island and some of the some of the other facilities. Of course, they'll have that port. You know, Fushan will have power fairly soon because they're going to put a priority on getting that, that port back up and running. But Grand Isle is going to take a while. There aren't too many telephone poles left where they're supposed to be or standing upright like they're supposed to be. Um then if you look at the structures itself on Grand Isle, I would venture a lot of people have seen the pictures. Of course, nobody takes pictures of the houses that are untouched. They want to take pictures of the houses that are damaged. I would say at least 80% or better of the structures on Grand Isle, if they have any damage at all, it's cosmetic damage. Um, if you threw, as an example, if you threw your arms around my immediate little area and me and my six neighbors, uh, one of those houses has got some minor damage. The rest of them are unscathed. Um, there is debris all in the waterway. Uh, now, if you once you get up to Leeville, uh, it seems like the the bigger storm surge came in on the west side of Bayou Lafourche. It hit those levees to the north, had nowhere to go. It was piled up. It looked for somewhere to go, and where it went was Leeville. Um, it used Leeville to cut across the highway and across Bayou Lafourche, and those structures over there, we spent the we spent all day yesterday. If I say I'm dead, it's because I'm barely moving around because we spent all day yesterday cleaning up, and most of those efforts were in Leeville because that's where the the individual property damage is. That's going to take a while to, to recover. Also, um, we were we were at a, one of the RV parks over there, and I don't I don't think there's a structure. The, the only building we were cleaning up, I believe, is the only building that's still left standing. Um, because, mostly because water took it out, but uh, but yeah, it's going to be a little while, Don. The the our interest, our fishing interest, though those facilities are there. There, I didn't see that Bridgeside had any damage. They they they've got a mess to clean up. Um, I I didn't make it all the way down to Sand Dollar, so I don't know what it looks like. But you're going to be able to fish fairly soon. But. It's going to be once the power comes back on because you've got no facilities, no infrastructure. The, the grocery stores that are operating on generator power have stuff like ice, and you know they've got the food and everything. But it's going to take for our supplies and, and everything. It's going to take having that electric grid fixed, and then then I think you're going to see a, a real fast recovery. Darrell, what about access down there? Are they restricting uh, to strictly property owners and camp owners down there, or will they let traffic freely move in and out? 
I had heard that they were going to restrict it to property owners only. Uh, I can tell you, we went back and forth multiple times yesterday during the cleanup, and uh, we were not checked at all. Now, if the main highway in many places is down to one lane, so you've got to, you know, you've got power poles hanging that your vehicle barely clears under. Um, I wouldn't encourage anybody to to go down there. You know, certainly not the sightseeing because we've got the energy crews are starting to show up as of yesterday afternoon. So you're going to have all these workers that are down there. Please don't get in their way. All it's going to do is slow down recovery. If you've got property down there, you might want to be prepared to walk a little ways or bring you some bolt cutters because you've got cable vision lines and and so forth hanging all across the roads, you know, three four feet off of the roadway. So. Um, you know, there are suggest- they cleared the main roadways, but the side roads still have obstacles on them. Got it. Thanks for that update, uh, bad as it is and bad as it sounds. And, Dow, get yourself some rest, my friend, and thank you for, for what you do down there. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, like I said, Don, for the people that it hit, it's devastating. But no, we were one of the lucky ones. We didn't get a scratch. So, you know, you got to hear that. And help thank you, Dow. Appreciate it. All right, we'll be back with our number two of this Halloween edition of The Outdoors with Don DeBute, Radio Network. This Halloween full moon, blue moon, rare occasion. Uh, good day to be out hunting in the middle of the day for those deer. I've always found that. Also to fish. They have a tendency to bite a little bit later in the midday period when we get these full moon situations. All right, well, what did we find out earlier in the first hour? If you missed it, well, there's a lot of problems along the coast of St. Bernard Uh, No power down that way. Robbie Campo is at Shell Beach under generator power. A lot of damage, a lot of trailers and boats flipped over when Hurricane Zeta moved through there with those winds uh, clocked in some instances, some gusts up to 140-plus miles an hour. Uh, Grand Isle, according to Darrell Carpenter, is a mess. And to quote a, a famous movie, No Country for Old Men, if this ain't a mess, it'll do till one gets here, and that's for sure. Uh, poles down, power grid out, maybe week, uh, weeks, in fact, before power is restored down the Grand Isle. Uh, there was a break in the island, but evidently, according to Darrell, uh, they had planned to rock it, rock jetty it anyway, to prevent uh, more erosion, so that should be fixed fairly good. Uh, it's going to be debris and waterways. If you are headed out, be very, very careful. Uh, fresh water could be an option. Don't forget, last week, uh, I mentioned that the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries had stocked numerous ponds, uh, urban areas, suburban area ponds with uh, some full adult-sized channel catfish. And if you want to go catch a few catfish, they didn't catch them all the first week that they put them in, so you might want to go out there this weekend and bring uh, the worms and uh, some poles and bobbers and the kids and have some fun. The listing of all those, and I mean, they'll range from Minden to New Orleans to Youngsville to Baton Rouge to Bogachita State Park and over in Homa. If you want to find a listing, go to the Wildlife and Fisheries website and look out that Get Out and Fish program. That's what it comes under. All right, uh, another calendar item I got for you. Chip in for the coast. This benefits the North Shore chapter of the CCA Louisiana. It's a shotgun start for a golf tournament Thursday, this coming Thursday, at the Chifuncta Country Club. And if you want more information, go to Louisiana CCA and check it all out. They've got all the information there and how you can sign up for your team. All right, we got that to talk about. We got fishing reports coming up. We got text messages coming in. Uh, by the way, I got this interesting one in. Um, there's a reward being offered for a missing workboat. Uh, this is from LT and Lafitte. He says, "Thank God we're all safe from Zeta. 
how did you fare out from the storm? Did well. Me, the family, Miss Martha's fine. Uh, Lafitte Harbor Marina has a boat missing. Uh, they have a $1,000 reward for anyone who can locate the workboat called the Peggy 2. It's a 35-foot workboat. Uh, be careful because it's probably sunk around Bayou Piro, Wrigley's, or in Bayou Barataria. Uh, more information on the Facebook page. There's a picture of it, as a matter of fact. If you go to the Lafitte Harbor Marina Facebook page, and you'll see information there and how to report that if you find it and collect on that $1,000 reward. All right, we have another one coming in from Richard in Mount Hermon. He says, when he was a kid back in the early 50s, white gas was unleaded gas. It was white in color because it had no lead. Regular gas was leaded, unlike now. Uh, I think there is a gas station in Mount Hermon that still sells white gas. And, of course, it comes in cans, and it's called Coleman Fuel, and it's used for uh, gas, you know, portable camping burners and lanterns and that type of thing. Interesting uh, blast from the past there. All right, we're going to be right back after this, and we'll get an update on not only the fishing but also the infrastructure damage, what's been going on around another very popular area, Slidell. Fishes Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, uh, the areas around Lake Pontchartrain, those bridge structures, what was the damage? In fact, he has a camp located right there called the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge on Salt Bayou. Captain Mike Gallo is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time to talk to Captain Mike Gallo of Angling Adventures of Louisiana. His reports are brought to you by a company that is probably going to be one of the busiest in the areas for the next week or maybe even longer. I'm talking about CETO. Mainly they offer you peace of mind. They'll come get your boat no matter where you are, stranded, stuck out there. Just give them a call and they'll come get you. 179 bucks for a whole year. Drop off fuel, tow you in 24-7, jumpstart electrical problems. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. You can call Captain Chris at 504-301-4545 or go to seatow.com and get signed up. I'm sure you're going to see those yellow boats making a lot of tow-ins over the next couple of weeks. All right, Captain Mike Gallo joins us. Mike, uh, what can you tell us about damage to infrastructure, hazards, debris, and how did the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge make out during this latest hurricane? Well, let's see. Where do I start? Um, I went 40, Highway 433 from I-10 all the way to Highway 90 is passable. There's lots of broken telephone poles. And yesterday the linemen were starting to replace those poles in an attempt to get the power back on as quickly as possible. So that's good news. I did speak with Shanna and Angie at Wrigley's Marina and Lake Catherine Marina. Both of them are operating off of generator power today. They do have live shrimp. Uh, They don't have phone lines, so they can't run credit cards. You'll have to bring cash. Uh, I believe Wrigley's has small bags of ice only, and I'm not certain if Lake Catherine has ice. But if you have to go fishing, uh, the marinas are there and open to take care of you. Just like Robbie said earlier, I would certainly not leave until there's good daylight where you could make sure there's no debris floating in the water. As far as the Spots and Dots Lodge, we escaped without any major damage. I lost about a dozen shingles off of the Spots and Dots Lodge. Other than that, we had silt on the deck when the water receded and uh, i've already been out there and got the deck cleaned 
and should have a roofer coming early next week to repair the missing shingles. Uh, hopefully by that time we have electricity and we can presume and go forward with business as usual. As far as the Slidell area, is it power been restored to the majority of it or all of it or any of it? It seems to be spotty. Um, my home here in Pearl River uh, was out of electricity from about 8 o'clock Wednesday until yesterday, maybe 3 o'clock. So, uh, but I do pass by areas uh, to and from here in the lodge and um, see areas where there's no lights. Uh, Old Spanish Trail didn't have uh, electricity for I would say the eastern part of it going towards Wrigley's, the western section going back towards Highway 11 seemed to be spotty. Gauze Boulevard seemed to have electricity on both ends. So it it just seems to be spotty. Um, Plenty of power trucks in the area working to restore the electricity. Um, it's It's interesting to me that whenever you're in traffic and you have to wait and slow down and not get to your destination on time, you get frustrated. Until you don't have electricity and the guy's blocking the road or restoring the electricity, then you don't mind sitting in line in your car, kind of happy to see them. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how those things work like that. Well, Mike, when does your next trip uh, look like it's going to happen? Well, uh, I have uh, I have some Texans that were going to be in town. They were going to come in town Friday and fish Saturday, Sunday. I communicated with them that I didn't have any electricity at the lodge and, of course, told them there'd be better days down the road. Uh, I do have a trip Monday. I have not looked at the weather going forward. He is a local gentleman that's going to drive in. So the trip may happen and it may not. I just need to see what the weather looks like. I did have a, a buddy of mine go out and look at the water in Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, Lake Pontchartrain. As of yesterday, around lunch, it was still very muddy. He said it looked like the Mississippi River. So um, I'm hoping by Monday, if I'm able to go, the waters will clear up some. Now, he didn't go deep in the marsh where I would expect there to be some cleaner water. He just kind of getting his boat from point A to point B and decided to take a look around. Um, but the lakes are dirty, and that's expected a lot of silt got stirred up. The marsh probably, you know, with all the grass, um, should filter that a lot quicker and have clean water, maybe even today or tomorrow. So if you have to go, the marsh is going to be the best place to uh, to go. Got it. You know, fishing was so good right before this storm. You know, I got reports of birds working in Lake Bourne. The, the lakes, uh, both Bourne and Pontchartrain, were full of shrimp. Uh, people fishing off their docks were catching fish over in Lake Catherine. Uh, hopefully, this that'll that'll all come back uh, sooner than, than than later and get things back again. And it's going to take a while for the infrastructure to get repaired. But you know, this ain't our first rodeo. We've been through this many many times. And as long as the fish are there, I remember the words of Barry Brechtel. Captain Barry said, "As long as the fish are there, the people will be there and the business will be there." And he was right about that. Oh yeah, they'll show up. I, I was. Yeah, like like you said, it's not our first row. I was cleaning my dock yesterday, and one of my neighbors stopped by, and he's looking at my setup, and he says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm cleaning the dock. He's like, where are you getting water from? I said, out to buy you. 
And how, how are you doing that? So, well, I have a generator <laughs> that runs the electric pressure washer. And then I plug the generator into a battery charger to charge a battery. And from the battery, I go to a bilge pump and pull water out of the bayou and feed it into the pressure washer. Since the water didn't have much pressure, I was able to, you know, not rest and wait. I was able to get started. The sooner you get started on that silt, it doesn't sort of dry and get hard. You can get it off the deck relatively easy. But um, he was drawing a diagram of that setup before he left so that he could go start working on his dock. He was waiting on the water to have more pressure. I said, oh, man, I did this way back after Katrina. It works fine. I got bilge pumps for the boat. So just put a spare bilge pump to work, feed it into the into your pressure washer, and you can at least start the process. Sounds good. Well, Mike, I'm glad that the Spots and Dots Lakehouse passed the structural test. You know, we got a report, I think they said, from uh, Dr. Weiss that he clocked 147-mile-an-hour gusts at Treasure Isle, which is right around the corner from you. So if you all you lost was a few shingles, you got a good structure there. Yeah, we're very lucky, very blessed to, um, you know, make it through this one. It, it certainly was a direct hit. Um, and, you know, we'll be up and running as soon as possible. And as we get up and running, we'll we'll branch out and see if there's anyone that we can help. Sounds good, Captain Mike, and thanks for that extensive, uh, comprehensive report. We appreciate it, as always. In the meantime, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, tell them how to find you. Easy. You can find me on dontheoutdoorsguy.com. My website is aaofla.com, or you can call me on the phone at 985-781-7811. And uh, next week we'll have a report of some fish being caught. No doubt about it. Thanks again, Mike, and we'll see you next week, buddy. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right, coming up next, we got a paddler's report with Brendan Bayard. Uh, yeah, another cancellation of an event. We'll get his report. Also, Ryan Lambert's going to update us on another very hard-hit area, Plaquemines Parish. And I'm hearing from the king of the tick farm, Frankie Dunwar, with a basket full of Sokolay, white perch, crappie, whatever you want to call him. He never misses. He's the king. All right, we'll be right back with more of the outdoor show after this timeout. And it's certainly been a scary, spooky week. Hurricane Zeta coming through, and boy, I tell you, there was some uh, very tense moments in a lot of places as that baby rolled through. Well, it's gone. It's over with. Now we proceed to do the picking up after. And we're going to get you some fishing reports, also continue with some uh, damage reports. Right now it's time for the Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. That is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You find them in the mid-city of New Orleans. They've got a store in Covington where they rent the kayaks, also in Baton Rouge. And all of them sell the best kayak fishing models, brands like Jackson Kayak, Hobie, Native Watercraft. Their website's got it all. Also, their Facebook page, it's MasseyOutfitters.com. Brendan Bayard joins us now. And, Brendan, uh, what a week. Uh, what can you tell us for paddlers who are looking for some place to go enjoy a little bit of fishing and, and some of this what's going to be nice weather this week yeah don uh i uh you know it's heartbreaking what happened this last week seeing all the damage um i mean you, you just don't think it can happen so many times in one year it's just incredible but uh if there's a resilient group of people it's the coastal communities and i'm, I'm sure they're going to bounce back the the sad thing fishing was really great before this came through uh we had uh, a lot of people pre-fishing for the uh the ifa kayak tour that was coming in this weekend uh people were catching 15 to 20 uh bull reds in the pass 
a day, uh, you know, without even fishing the whole day in there. Lots of activity in there. Uh, Really good trout were over on Elmer's on the beach. Uh, We had people catching, you know, 20-inch fish in the morning, 20-inch fish in the middle of the day, and 20-inch fish in the evening. So it doesn't really get better than that. Uh, We were in for kind of a banner day, and then this thing came through. But uh, it'll get back to normal. The water's a lot, uh, a little bit stirred up in places, as you could imagine, a lot of debris. Uh, luckily for kayakers, uh, debris is not as uh, as, as tough as uh, for a boat. But uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, a lot of guys going down to check on camps uh, experience a lot of uh, mud on the road uh, in on old LA-1 between Leeville and Fushan. There's there's four inches of mud in places along the road. There's a lot of uh, cane stacked up at the launches where you might launch in the, uh, a canal. If you want to get out into a bay, you might have to push through a bunch of grass that's piled up. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff that you see after storms. But, uh, you know, if I was going to go fish, and uh, I would just tuck into some of those marsh ponds where the, the water might be a little bit cleaner, you might have some luck. But a lot of work going on this weekend, so... Uh, not sure what's going on. Well, it was a fallen tide last weekend, and we want to congratulate Doug Menefee. Caught that perfect slam to win it. 20-inch flounder, which really usually makes a difference, a 19-inch trout, and a 29.75 red. That's uh, about as close to 30-inch limit as you can get. Uh, I really would like to see some of the power boats put on that type of a tournament where it's a slam situation, where you catch the biggest, longest trout, red, and flounder. I think it would be pretty interesting to put that up against what you kayak guys can do. Uh, as far as tournaments, you got one coming up November 21st in Golden Meadow. Hopefully that will go off without a hitch. Any uh, updates on that IFA tournament? Has that been rescheduled? Have they even thought about a, a future date for making that one up? Uh, I guess with Grand Isle's power situation being in flux, I think they're probably going to give it a couple of weeks to, to pick a new date for that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in December or if it's in the beginning of the year next year. Uh, you know, there's only so many times you can reschedule a tournament, and, uh, you know, they're doing what they can. Uh, you know, it's a tough situation for everybody, taking off work, traveling from upwards of South Carolina, Texas, all these people. So I guess, you know, the more time they give them, the better. It's just this thing has been rescheduled three times this year. It's uh, it's incredible, really, if you think about the odds. But uh, we'll, we'll get it done eventually. All you can say is two zero two zero. <laughs> yeah, That's what exactly. it's been this year. Nothing like it. Brendan, thanks so much for the report, my friend. Uh, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Oh, one, one last little thing. I, uh, I heard you mention the inner city fishing. Uh, we have a little inner city pond over here in Baton Rouge where I take uh, take the kids to do soccer practice, and my older son goes and fish for catfish. Uh, they have some nice catfish in those ponds. He goes there for an hour and catches three or four of them, uh, uh, up to four pounds. So give that a Is shot. Is that by the Burbank Pond? Yes, Is sir. Is that the Burbank right Pond? Yeah, well, yep. they put a thousand pounds of them in there, so go get them. That's all I can say. You got something <laughs> nice to bring home for dinner too. Leave it to a yep. bay yard to pull them out of there, no doubt. Thanks again, Brendan. We'll see you. All right, take care. All right, when we come back after this, you know, I, I, this I can't understand this story. You know, our bad boys are the outdoors feature of a fishing charter guide who has now, for the fourth time, been cited for not having 
a guide license. How and why does this happen? That story is up next right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, catching up on some of your text messages. says, back in the day in the 60s and 70s, used to have an American gas station, and the premium was white gas. Yeah, I remember that uh, name. It was American, and Esso, I think, was another one of the early gas station names. All right, here someone says, here you go, a picture of a blue moon. Well, we don't get pictures with our text here. Only the text comes in. It says it doesn't look blue to me. Maybe I'm colorblind. That's why I always miss the blue-winged teal doing hunting season. That's from Richard. Well, it's different shades of blue in different conditions. Uh, here's one says, oh, this is from our friends at the Convent Hunting Club. They're checking in. They're headed to the dog pens, going to load up these rabbit running legends. Just picked up one of our puppies out of the starting pen. I'm itching to watch her run. Have a nice chest full of sockele in the back of my truck from last night. Caught on shiners in the neighborhood pond. Hopefully be cleaning the sockele and a nice bag of rabbits after the hunt. Good luck to everybody in the woods. Get them up. Yeah, well, glad you got some cooler weather to put those dogs on the ground. All right, here's a text from the sad bow hunter, the very, very sad bow hunter. Most of Slidell Power back on. Few areas still out. Highway 190 between White Kitchen and Highway 11 are out. All right, right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves, we're going to be back with the bad boy of the outdoors. Fourth offense, no charter boat license. Why and how does this happen? Back with the story after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Louisiana law, in case you don't know, does require all charter fishermen to have a United States Coast Guard captain's license, a state charter boat fishing guide license, and proof of at least $300,000 of liability insurance, all in their possession while they're on the water and fishing. Last Saturday, while performing bow fishing charter checks in Port Sulphur and Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents Lieutenant Adam Young and Senior Agent Kyle Haydell cited both Jeremy Roussel and Ryan Arsenault for having none of those documents. This wasn't Roussel's first rodeo, as this is his fourth offense for not having a charter guide license. Come on, Jeremy, what is with you, man? If convicted, facing a maximum fine of $950 and 120 days in jail, is 37-year-old Ryan Arsenault of Buras, Louisiana, and for his fourth offense, facing a maximum fine of $5,000 and up to two years in jail, is 39-year-old Jeremy D. Roussel of Metairie, Louisiana, our bad boys of the outdoors. Well, judge is probably not going to be lenient on a fourth offense. What is the deal? Why, why, why? No license. All right, we come back after this. Uh, we're going to get a Plaquemines Parish report post-Zeta Hurricane. From Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures, he's up next right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the plastic man is Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. And Ryan Plaquemines Parish took it on the chin again. I'm sure there's no power down there. And what can you tell us about how extensive and how devastating the damage was? Well, it's not near as bad as Luling. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 the further west you go, the worse it got. So, you know, Buras got a little damage. I don't see that much damage compared to up the road. I mean, up the road and starting in north of Ironton, is all the lines are down. Myrtle Grove took a, a good hit. But uh, 
I came down last night to get these freezers going and all, and I dropped the tailgate to unload the generators, and the lights came on. <laughs> so I said, it's those magic okay. generators. I got one like that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they came on when, as soon as I dropped the tailgate. I didn't even unload the generator. We got lights. That's what I mean. They told yeah, us, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, they told, they told us two weeks. I said, well, at least Beerus is up. So I slept down last night and got to do some repairs. I got the, the roof on the fly house. Uh, I got to replace the shingles on that and uh, one piece of hardy plank on the back lodge. And, and that's about it. So, uh, so you guys are pretty much, yeah, you'll be back in business. That's kind of strange that you'd have power that far down, but, you know, nothing up the road in between, you know, like, the West Bank and Bell Chase and then down there towards you. I, I guess that it just wasn't the damage to the infrastructure, to the poles and wires yeah. that was in other areas. It had to be. Yeah, and we have a little substation right here in Buras, so I guess that's what's supplying us. But uh, up the road, up the road, they got poles down all the way down. I mean, hundreds of poles are down. So uh, I tell you what, I think this is the first year in history that everybody on the coast had to use a generator. I mean, from yeah, east yeah, to I mean, west, it's a yeah, devastating. It, there year. was nothing spared. Yeah, from Alabama all the way to Texas. Uh, you know, we got we got devastation with tropical storms, depressions, category one, two, three. Some disappeared into thin air. Others came out of nowhere. This is a year to to remember. Well, actually, I'd say it's a year to forget. Hopefully, well, you have not yeah, had no, a my... chance. I'm sure you haven't had a chance to assess the damage to the marsh or anything yet, have you? No, the the, the the marsh was already damaged. It, 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 it you know, it uh, all aquatic vegetation died on Sally. You know, it, it, we made it through that first little one. You know, it, it hurt some of it, but Sally that had an eight foot tidal surge, and then this thing, this thing just devastated all of it. I mean, Cocodri and and Levo got hammered. So, uh, it's one of those years. You know, the good thing is. And all the land didn't roll up like like people have been saying all these years. You know, they just rolled it all up and took it. Well, east side, because it's all hard sand now, shoot, it'll be out right back together. Come May, we'll have all the aquatic vegetation and all the habitat will be back on the east side that quick. So, you know, that's that's as good as it gets. So it just it's, it's teaching us more and more about what we need to do with our coast. So I mean, we just have to bite the bullet and do what we have to do but um i'm ready to get back to fishing and duck season's right around the corner now so there's ducks but i tell you what it's gonna be a tough duck season for louisiana <laughs> south louisiana anyhow yeah there's no doubt about it there's no feed well you know hopefully you'll get a lot of fronts push some birds in hunt them when they arrive and then when they don't find anything to to feed on, they'll 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 move on, you know, and that that'll be the end of that story. So logistically, when do you think you'll be back to running trips? I mean, if you got power and you don't have any infrastructure damage to the boats and the lodge, uh, you should be good to go. Well, I, we canceled everything until I told the girls don't get too carried away because they told us you know seven to ten days. So I told the girls just go up to Monday, and then we'll look at it. So we'll be fishing Thursday. Yeah. Well, that's so, a good bounce back. That's a good, and it could be a whole lot worse. And glad you guys are up and ready to get back to work. That'll be great. Yeah, I almost called those guys back for Monday, but we got another front coming. So, 
I said, well, let's not push it. Let's get everything back together, get everything cleaned up because they got branches everywhere. You know, that was a tough little storm. I mean, in the Gulf, they had 150-mile-an-hour winds and 50-foot seas. I mean, it just kept intensifying the whole way in. So it's it's pushed salt water. Yeah, well, you could say we're not lucky, but I guess from the standpoint of it not sitting out there and moving in real slow at like five miles an hour, came in at about 20-plus miles an hour, wasn't here very long, but it was vicious, no doubt. Oh, I watched the whole thing from start to stop, you know, at the house of Luling, and it was amazing. It was just here it comes and there it went. I, I could watch it on my radar and say, okay, here comes the bad part, and boy, the trees started falling all over the place, and uh and then it, it, the whole sky turned yellow when the eye came around, and and I said, "Well, girls, that's it. It don't have any back end, so uh, we don't have anything else to worry about. It's over." Boop, there it was. I, that I went out an hour later, and the moon was showing. And it's <laughs> that blue moon, crazy that blue moon. Yeah, well, buddy, have fun trick crazy. or treating tonight, and we'll catch well, up with you next week. Clean, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good be thing. careful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep up with, with uh, everything that's going on. You don't know what the heck's happening around the, nowadays, huh? You got All it, right, buddy. Okay. All right, everybody, be careful and you stay away from them down power lines. Good grief! Yeah, yes, indeed. Thank you again, Captain Ryan. Thank you. All right, coming back after this, uh, David Cresson, director of the Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, joins us to talk about a big issue on this coming Thursday's Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting in Baton Rouge, asking for your help in uh, putting in some new regulations restricting where pogey boats can operate. Back with uh, David right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. A little earlier, I mentioned to you that coming up on the Wildlife and Fisheries of Louisiana's commission meeting this week on Thursday, they will take up an issue uh, to consider a one-mile buffer zone, which would take uh, Louisiana shorelines and beaches coastwide and protect it from the use of pogey boats or menhaden boats. Uh, They would be restricted from harvesting within that one-mile zone. Uh, the Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association is in support of this, and its director, David Cresson, joins us now to talk more about it. David, uh, if you would, talk about the CCA's opinion on this issue that's going to be discussed, where the commission will consider instituting a one-mile buffer zone to keep the pogey boats, the mothership, and the smaller boats with the purse seines out of Louisiana's one-mile zone. Well, thanks for having me, Don, and real quick, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody out there, you know, affected by these recent storms. But but to the uh, issue at hand, look, we got to get these boats off the shorelines, off the beaches of Louisiana. Uh, the, uh, you know, Louisiana is one of the only states in the country that allows this large-scale reduction harvest uh, of this type. We have hundreds of millions of pounds of menhaden uh, coming off of the Louisiana coast out of Louisiana waters. A, a very large portion of that is coming out of uh, coming out of the waters within one mile of the of the beach, and uh, you know, not to mention the, the the user conflict that we hear so much about these these Persane boats uh, getting right up on shorelines, you know, you know, disturbing charter boats and customers and, and recreational fishermen, which is a little bit of the problem. But to me, uh, you're talking about such a sensitive part of the fishery. These parts, uh, these these shallow water areas, right off the beaches, right off the shorelines, 
uh, and we've got to we've got to have some reasonable regulation on where these boats can can be taken this much forage, this much uh, bycatch. Uh, you're talking about a fishery in the Gulf of Mexico that's about a billion pound fishery a year, billion pounds with a B that they're they're removing uh, that much menhaden from from the Gulf. Most of that. About 80 or 90 percent of it's coming from Louisiana, and most of that is coming from uh, in-state waters. So um, uh, one mile is a very, very reasonable um, compromise here. Uh, Most of the people I've talked to around the state would like to see it be much more than one mile, but but we've got to start where we can. Um, right now, there's no buffer as to where they can fish against the, the beaches and the shorelines in Louisiana. And so we've asked the commission to uh, to consider this this notion of a one-mile buffer coastwide. It would actually um, go from the inside-outside shrimp line in Louisiana, which basically follows the shoreline, uh, and one mile out. And it would, it would uh, restrict this large-scale reduction harvest. Again, Louisiana's one of only a couple of states in the country that allows this at all. Uh, and so to ask for a one-mile reduction uh, or one-mile restriction on on these boats coming into these shallow, sensitive areas with so much of our fisheries dependent on these areas. I mean, look, shrimp, uh, you know, croakers, speckled trout, redfish, flounder, uh, you know, mullet, you know, not to mention all the menhaden that's being pulled out of there. This fishery is sort of a non-discriminatory fishery. They, they they put these giant nets out that, you know, might be as big as a city block or two, and then they they purse them down into these these small little areas, and then they suck everything into these nets that that is in these nets into the giant boats, and and uh, you can imagine how non-discriminatory that is in its in its in its catch. So, uh, one mile is reasonable. It's still still very liberal compared to what most states allow, and uh, and we'd like to see the commission pass this one mile buffer as a way to you know to restrict how how much of this fishery is being being damaged. Yeah, not only is it a serious compromise with bycatch, but it also is destructive to the habitat when they're operating that close to some of our coastal restoration projects. David, they're only going to allow 40 members of the public into the meeting room at one time because of the COVID pandemic, but you're encouraging people to send in comments. How should they do that? Yeah, it's real simple. It's comments at wlf.la.gov. Send an email to comments at wlf.la.gov uh, and it goes to every one of these commissioners we need four of them to vote yes to, to restrict this fishery so uh, we hope it we hope it goes well yeah it's a very important industry economic wise but it's also one that we can continue to get the economic benefit but at the same time help save and conserve our resources and our habitat david thanks for joining me uh if we could maybe we'll get a follow-up report on what went on next week uh i'd love to do it don thank you Thank you, David. All right, David Cresson, Louisiana Director of the CCA. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us on this Halloween. Hope you'll join us again next week. We do this every Saturday morning, 5 to 7 a.m., fishing reports, stuff you and I love to talk about dealing with the great outdoors, and we do it right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.